Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Well, we got to keep it fun today because today's topic is something that is not my favorite topic for once. It's something that, you know, isn't very sexy. Not super exciting to talk about, but absolutely freaking necessary. And it is insurance, the types of insurance, and why you need it. Yes. Let's start with a why. First of all, as a small business owner, this is your life. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you are protected. So if something happens in your business, that comes back to how you structured your company, LLC, right. S Corp, C Corp, depending on how you do that. Somebody could come after your personal, personal assets. Yep. Yes. So uh, we are not accountants and we are not CPAs and no. we are not attorneys. So talk with your attorney, talk with your CPA and find out what business model works best for you um, to make sure that you're best protected from a legal standpoint. And then you layer on top of that your insurance protection so that because it's not necessarily if it's sort of when something's going to happen, you're not, you're not sure what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. But at some point, someone that you do business with or somebody that's on your business property is going to get miffed or ired or come after you. And they are going to want to sue you. And remember, it may not even be your fault. But Most of the time, it's because not. people can file a lawsuit pretty much anywhere, anytime they for can. any reason. Yes. that doesn't mean they're going to win. But if you're not protected properly, you're putting yourself way more at risk than you need to be. So, yeah. sometimes an employee has an issue. It may or may not be on your watch, but if you're buttoned up, you'll be a lot better off. Yep. And we also have some funny frivolous lawsuits that have been filed, and actually a couple of them won, and a couple of them thrown out to tell you the ridiculousness of why people sue companies yeah. to further uh, enhance our uh, story today of why you need business, why you need insurance for your business. So the first thing is general liability. Mm-hmm. And this basically covers claims against your business for bodily injury or property damage. And here's a lesson to people, to homeowners or renters. If you have a vendor come to your house to work on your house, if you do not, if they don't have insurance, and let's say they're cleaning out gutters and they're up on their ladder and they fall, break a leg, and they don't have insurance on their company, your homeowner's insurance covers that. Mm-hmm. When a, Here's the lesson here. When a vendor comes on your property, a couple things you need to do. Ask them if they have insurance and they say yes, Ask them for a copy of it and make sure it's current. And you can even ask them to be named as an additional insured. I believe you can do that so you're covered there. But ask them for a copy of their policy. Yeah. Because some people would, just like with auto insurance, they'll buy it today, let it expire, let it lapse and then drive as long as they can with it. And mm-hmm. if they're stopped, they can just show, yeah, I have insurance right here. Uh, so there's all kinds of scrupulous people out there that, uh, and you'd be surprised how many small businesses don't have insurance that are actually in the trades and the service profession. So please, please, if somebody's coming on your property, be it your home or your business, 
ask them for a copy of their insurance policy. At a minimum, you most likely would need some sort of liability insurance, especially if you have a brick and mortar because somebody could slip and fall. There could be a freak. You know, we're here in the Carolinas. We have these ice storms. Um, something could happen and you don't want to be responsible for millions of dollars worth of someone's medical bills uh, because of something that happened in your business. Um, my favorite medical bill story is remember the lady that sued McDonald's, oh, right? So probably one of the most famous frivolous lawsuits. She was going through the McDonald's drive through. I don't know if you know this or not, but coffee is hot. Yes, I've heard. And it spilled in her lap and caused third degree burns on her legs. And she um, filed that lawsuit. It was all over the news. And what happened with that one? Here's the, the technicality part of why you need insurance. It says coffee is served between 180 and 190 degrees at McDonald's. Most restaurants serve it at 140 degrees. So right there it was hotter, right. which, uh, which is what she was claiming. She tried to get McDonald's to pay $800 to cover the skin grafts required for her injuries. McDonald's refused to. Ultimately, the jury settled, awarding the lady $2.7 million. Woo! I know, 800 bucks to make a point, but that's how things could happen. That's that how is. quick things happen. And I'm sure that somehow their insurance policy covered that. Yeah, but their yeah. premiums probably went but up. But their premiums yeah. probably went way up. Yeah, but just don't put coffee between your legs when you're pulling out of the drive-thru. It's just it's kind of common sense. But Yeah. I, we don't and, and this is why, uh, and if you look at the strange warning labels on all these products, it's because somebody at some point yeah. probably made an insurance claim on one of these things, <laughs> and business owners yeah. are trying to protect themselves. You know, yeah, there's... Like, some, don't put this, yeah. you know, live curling iron in your mouth yeah. or whatever. I see the strangest little labels on all these products. And I'm like, it means that some idiot yeah. at some point did this thing that they're now warning me not to do. Ammonia is not meant to be drunk. It's not? Uh, yes. Oh, uh, I guess I should you, dump this coffee out. Uh, some lawn tools. Please do not put near your eye. Eyes, Don't poke yeah. yourself in the eye. It's like, <laughs> come on, people. Stand back from the elevator door. Really? Uh, do we have to tell each other that? Yeah. Like, oh. yep. But you're right. That means one day somebody sued somebody, whether they won or not, and then here come and all the here labels. here they come. So if you ever wonder why. All right, so general liability, definitely important. Um, you also have professional liability insurance. Um, and you have this yes. as a realtor. So in real estate and in most, it's you're going to hear it referred to as E&O insurance, errors and omissions. Um, this is basically to protect me. So if somebody... Um, came after me in the real estate realm, um, then my E&O insurance would kick in and that would help protect me from their claim. What would, why would they claim something or come against you with something that you would have? People sue people in real estate all the time over any number of things. They could... That you omitted the fact that you knew that the street in three years was going to be expanded. Right, yeah. Okay. It could be something like that. It could be that um, they felt that something was done and it wasn't on the up and up. People putting together shady real estate deals for people, especially um, I have a lot of friends that are in the commercial side of real estate where e &O is really important because they call it the wild, wild west where there's a lot of multi-holding deals and things that are put together. So, yeah. 
in the real estate realm, our E&O insurance is super important. You're dealing with people's emotions, but you also need, you know, E&O insurance if you're a hairstylist. Anytime that you have the general public coming in and buying something for you, aka you're a business owner, you're probably going to need some sort of um, E&O or professional liability insurance. The the lesson learned here throughout this episode is document everything. Yes. If something happens, document it. My brother and I, when we had our commercial cleaning company, we had an employee that claims that we fired him and we didn't. He took a job. He had to drive back from Henderson every night. He took the job and was still cleaning with us and then claims filed unemployment papers. And I had on a text from him that said, yeah, I'm not going to be able to work for you guys anymore because this new job, I don't get out of here till 1 a.m., I'm not going to be able to make it to the place that he cleaned regularly, but I had it on a text from him. So get stuff in writing, please. Yeah. Please, please, please put stuff in writing. Writing, incredibly important. Yep. Workers comp could be anything. Could be anything. Somebody slips and falls. You have somebody cleaning your house and they mop your kitchen floor and, and slip on it. Uh, mm-hmm. That company that would come up to their company if they have workers comp. Kind of like car insurance, you need to be prepared for the people that don't have car insurance. That's a biggie. And, and well, and if you, and you don't even really think about it, but one of the very first pieces of insurance that we put in place with Hunter Rowe was workers' comp. Because um, in addition to E&O, if something happens when you're on the job, which people are like, well, what's going to happen if real estate agent? Oh. I don't know. I'm like crawling around in crawl spaces mm-hmm. and... Um, I was at a new construction home and there wasn't the, there was no railing yet on the front porch. And I'm up in there in my skirt trying to like get up in this house. So we find ourselves in compromising positions all the time. Oh, and yeah. if I were to get hurt on the job, that is something that is really important. Um, let alone, you know, if somebody has something happen and they pass away due to, you know, a work related illness or injury, then those benefits can be paid on to their family. A lot of times people that get into small businesses and they're driving around, one of the very first things that I had my real estate agents do was go to their insurance provider and check the benefits and amounts for their auto insurance because people don't realize that you need an increased amount of coverage when you're in business. So your your auto insurance that you carry on yourself personally is not going to cover yourself um, for the additional cost of auto accidents that could come about because you were driving for work purposes. And that is really important because you don't want to get in a wreck in your car. They find out you were driving for business and now you're at, you're at fault in your hooked for the bill for that. We talked about this a couple episodes ago about these hidden costs start when you're starting a company. And one of the things we talked about is all of a sudden you're driving hundred miles every day. So your gas bill goes or your, your gas bill goes up on your credit card to from 75 bucks a month to 375 bucks a month. And you hadn't factored that in same thing with his auto insurance, go make sure that's taken care of. Because if you don't have it and you're in an accident, it could determine, and if it's your, if it's your fault, kind of who pays, what pocket it comes out of, and mm-hmm. how much you pay. Exactly. Business income insurance. If you're a solopreneur and you are out of work, temporarily shut down for uh, a number of reasons, this will help cover that. It's kind of like when you buy in a car 
and you don't get gap insurance, mm-hmm. and I say this only because I have to admit I didn't do it. About three years ago, I bought a van that I really, really liked, and I just got T-boned by somebody in a neighborhood coming out of a side street at 30 miles an hour. I've never been in a car when the airbags uh, deployed, and this car hit me so hard that I went diagonally across the intersection and ran right over the stop sign. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was it was serious stuff. But I did not get gap insurance. What I bought the van for and what it was total for is about $3,000 difference. That came out of my pocket. Ouch. So my, yeah, so my gap insurance, that's my lesson today to all you kids. But the business income insurance can help cover uh, something like that if your business is shut down for a while. Umbrella policies, please go talk to your insurance people. It's a wonderful thing. They're so cheap. They are. And they provide so much coverage. It's a financial safety net. And, you know, I got one on my home. I have one now for my business. And it just made total sense. And it wasn't until I talked to a really good insurance agent that I actually even knew that I was underinsured. Mm -hmm. And he was like, did you know for pennies on the dollar, you can have this additional policy that covers up to it? And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Fired yeah. that last insurance agent that sucked <laughs> and made sure that I had um, my umbrella insurance in place. And the best way to explain this is it, it extends the limits of your liability insurance policies. Mm-hmm. So please go do that. If you get in a car wreck and there is a fatality and the court rules that you owe $100,000 to the family and your insurance only covers fifty. dollars an umbrella policy would have covered the rest if I am reciting that correctly. But that's why you need that. Uh, commercial flood insurance, hey, some places it's hard to get if you can get it at all. But again, if you have a brick-and-mortar store and you have a lot of things on your floor, when people come into your store and all of a sudden that floods, A, you have to replace it. B, you lose income because you're not selling anything for a couple of days. And what does it do if you own the building? So there's a number of things that could happen. And flooding coming from my residential real estate background is something that happens way more frequently than people realize. And the regular insurance that you have typically does not cover the what happens because of the flooding. Um, The sewer could burst. You could have a septic or sewer backup. You could have flooding that comes from hurricanes and everything. That's never covered, and they don't tell you that. So having flood insurance, if you live in an area that could be prone to flooding, or even if you don't, could be very, very important. And again, not super expensive, a little bit more expensive than yeah. your than your umbrella policy. Do you have another ridiculous I inch? have a ridiculous story. People are so funny. So there's this guy. His name was Richard Overton. I grew up with my parents drinking um, a lot of beer. And so he sued Anheuser-Busch for false advertising because he drank a six-pack of Bud Light and was very miffed that it did not produce visions of beautiful women on a balmy beach. (laughs) So this dude drank beer, thinking that it was going to somehow change his (laughs) life and he sued Anheuser-Busch for 10 grand, claiming that it was deceptive marketing. It caused him emotional um, and psychological distress. And basically, he was mad that drinking this beer didn't equal hot beach babes. 
people are freaking nuts. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you don't know where it's going to come from. This dude, like, if you think about how big of a company Anheuser-Busch is, Mm -hmm. Bud Light, Bud Heavy, all these different beers, and when they got slapped with that lawsuit, they had to have been like, WTF, this is literally the thing that you would never expect somebody would sue you over. Anyways, he did not win that lawsuit. The case was dropped. But as we saw with the McDonald's 2.7, you just never know how the courts are going to rule or if there's some precedent that has been set in some other court case. Word to the wise, I'm not in any way an expert in drinking beer, but guess what? It's not going to cause you to have like a fantasy or something turn into a reality um, if anything, it's just going to give you maybe a little indigestion and you mean the one day get... you and Scott met, he wasn't drinking beer and you showed up. Is it not that simple that yeah, I didn't no. <laughs> actually I'm the, I'm definitely the drinker in this relationship, which if you're listening, babe, which I know that you are, you love when I refer to you on our podcast. Yes, yes. A couple other things. Again, we talked about, uh, Professional liability insurance, which is the E and O, which is errors and omissions. Property insurance, obviously, if you own or lease space, uh, property insurance is a must. Workers' mm-hmm. comp we talked about. Here's one we haven't really talked about much, but we did in a previous episode talk about a home-based business. Mm-hmm. Your regular homeowner's coverage does not cover a home-based business. So please call your favorite insurance person and make sure that you have the additional insurance to cover. You may have equipment and inventory at your house. Yes. You're legally allowed to work out of your house, and you may have stuff there, but make sure that is properly insured. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one I haven't come across much, but a product liability uh, insurance. If you sell something, uh, take every measure possible to make sure your products are safe. Sometimes you can find yourself in a lawsuit. You just can't. Somebody misused something. And again, remember, you can sue for any reason, pretty much. Yes. So that doesn't say anything about you or your product. Somebody could just do that because they want to. And there are enough lawyers out there that take enough of these cases and you're thinking like, what are you doing? What are you doing? People will sue over the strangest things. I think that one of my absolute favorite, (laughs) this is so ridiculous. You have to wonder when people are like writing up these lawsuits, do they really think that they're going to win? But anyways, um, David Roller filed a $2 million lawsuit against David Blaine, who's one of my favorite uh, magicians, and also against David Copperfield because he claimed that the two men stole his godly powers. Hate to break it to this guy. You ain't it. They're illusionists. That magic ain't real. People will sue you yeah. over the strangest things. Yeah. And you just, you never know when one of those um, court is just going to say, hey, guess what? You did get your godly power stolen, and I'm going to give you that couple million dollars that you're going after. Another thing we talked about on a previous episode was cybersecurity. Yes. And there is insurance you can buy that will help protect your business from damages related to electronic data and data breaches, and even computer attacks. In this day and age, that is very real. There, we talked about these hackers are going after small businesses because if they hack uh, one of us and say, hey, you'll not get your data back unless you send $1,000 in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. they get six of those calls a day. They've had a good day. They're not go. 
they are going after bigger companies, but those generally take a lot of time. And they know if you're a CPA or a bookkeeper and they have all your information on April 12th, <laughs> they're probably going to get your attention and make you send money. So just because you're a small business, do not think you are immune to this. So please get some insurance to cover that should that happen. Right. And that's the beauty of insurance. You hope it never happens, but you're covered if it does. And we're not fear mongers, but let's just be honest. This stuff happens all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's when we wind up getting these insurance policies after the fact when it's too late. So it's better to be proactive versus reactive. Research your industry. Go talk to other people within your industry and find out what are the types of insurance policies that you should be looking for. And then make sure that you shop around, get some quotes, make sure that when you are looking for an insurance provider. So, you know, my insurance agent is awesome because he runs an analysis and makes sure that we have plenty of coverage, which before I just assumed yeah. that they were doing that. And then I found out that I was grossly underinsured. So if something had happened, I would have been, you know, shit up a creek. And most people are. And one of the reasons they're underinsured is we forget to call our insurance company when something changes. Right. And that is one of our biggest pieces of advice is that you need to review and go back to your policies um, when you do your annual review or whatever it is, just to make sure that your coverage is still the right amounts of coverage yes. and that something hasn't changed. And when you are searching for an insurance person, and, and much like in Trinity's world in real estate, there's a big difference between a residential realtor and a commercial realtor. And there's generally a big difference in the insurance world be between a personal and casualty, PNC as they call it, insurance person and a commercial insurance agent. So go find a commercial insurance agent to review everything you need for your business because that's what they are. That's their area of expertise. So please go find a commercial insurance agent to take care of that. Yes. One of the big things that we've talked about, I guess in the last couple of weeks we've talked about is key person insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you start to take the lead on this on why this is so important. So this is really important because a lot of times there are, per, there are types of insurance, like for me to have my real estate license, I have to have E&O insurance. It's part of me being licensed. It's part of running my business. I can't function. They won't even let you run your business without having some sort of E&O, right? And you can't drive a car without auto insurance. I mean, you can, but you're going to get in trouble. So there are certain insurance protections that are just Legally, you have to have them, right? If the I can't buy a house without having homeowner's insurance because the bank's not going to lend me the money unless I have that on there. So there are certain protections that we're forced to put into play. Then there's the protections that we don't like to think about. Yes. And this is where um, life insurance is super important. And what key person insurance is, is it is simply, it's life insurance on a key person in the business. And when Hunter Rowe was growing and everything, it was one of the things that I brought up to Mike, who is the owner of the company, was, hey, we need some key person insurance on you because if something were to happen to him and he were to pass away, that company 
would have crumbled mm-hmm. without him being there. And most and, companies are like, most small businesses are Yeah, and are most like small that. businesses, you need to figure out, okay, is is key person insurance or key man, it could also be called key man insurance, um, is this something that is important um, to the, the continuation of the business? And it might not even necessarily be the continuation of the business. It could be something where the only way to to properly wrap up the business and to close the business would be to have the funds from the key man or key person insurance to make those things come into play. So in a situation where one person who a lot of the success of the business is dependent upon, then it might make sense to, to have key man insurance on that person. It is different than personal life insurance. If you have a family and, you know, kids and a wife or husband or a dog or whatever, or a mortgage, you're still going to want your own personal life insurance. Your personal life insurance isn't going to cover the loss of you to your business. Right. It is not the same. Right. Um, so look at your business and think about, like, who's irrepre- irreplaceable for the short term. In many small businesses, it's going to be the person who holds everything together. If you have a business partnership... Mm-hmm. What's that going to look like? So when Mike and I were sitting down and we were talking about the things that we'd want to put in place, I was like, hey, you know, at some point we're going to need key person insurance on each other because we're in this together and half of the success of the business is based on the value that that other person brings. And then it's just between you guys and your insurance agent to run the numbers and figure out, okay, what does that person's life equate to financially for the running or success of that business? And it just comes down to how much you would need to survive, how much money the business would need to survive until it could replace the key person or come back up to speed, get the business back on its feet, or as Trinity said earlier, just officially close Close the business. Yeah, close the business. So that's why that's there. But it's very important. You may, again, you may think it's not, and you may... It may take some time to figure out who the key person is. So, and ours is a day to day because yes. we spread different things to the table. So, but you got to take the emotion out of it and just make sure for the good of the company that mm-hmm. it's covered. And you can have key man insurance on more than one person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you might have three partners and you have a key man insurance policy on each of them because if something were to happen to any one of them, mm-hmm. Um, the business would not be able to move forward and function without that person. Yeah, so it's just simple things like that just to make sure you're covered from uh, somebody trying to attack your business, either they're a fraudulent claim or cybersecurity, or just make every, make sure all your numbers are buttoned up by covering the, the key people in your business. That was a <laughs> somber topic. Here's, I'll, let me end, let me, here's one of my going back to these frivolous lawsuits, so we can hopefully end on a good note here. Reading this one, and I did not know this one existed, but Kellogg's sued ExxonMobil. Okay, totally connected companies. You see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Claiming that the Exxon Tiger looked too similar to Kellogg's Frosted Flakes spokesperson, Tony the Tiger. Thought never crossed my mind. I don't know about everybody else There's listening. There's an Exxon didn't. Tiger? I was not aware of I that. was did not I, either. I am a little bit, but it's it's not big in their commercials and their printed material. And even though both Tigers have been emblematic for their respective brands for more than 30 years, Kellogg, for some reason, felt threatened by the Exxon Tiger, concerned that, love this, 
that children would mistake the gas station cat for the beloved beast on the cereal box. Oh, The matter for trademarking is understandable, and cooler heads prevailed. The ruling was, however, the fact that Kellogg waited so long to pursue the lawsuit sort of strips them of all credibility is what the ruling was on that. So you just never know where they're coming from. You don't. And so I just Googled it because I'm like, what? There's an Exxon Tiger? There really is. Um, Most of their advertisements, it wasn't a cartoon, or I guess it's kind of cartoony, but they they do kind of look alike. I mean, they do both provide fuel just for different things, I guess. Oh, I love cereal. Oh, Kellogg. (laughs) Frosted Flakes are the best. I love that. Show them you're a tiger. Yeah, I don't eat cereal too much anymore, but growing up, I loved two bowls of Frosted Flakes. Were you you a person that added extra sugar and then sucked it off the bottom of the bowl? Uh, Not usually. I did occasionally, but I was never, yeah, my, my family puts a lot of salt and pepper and sugar on stuff, and I'm not big on one of those, but... Uh, the two bowls of Frosted Flakes growing up probably is a reason why I had to shop in the Husky section in the boys' department. As I was growing up, I'm sure the two were related. So, so we want to know, did you enjoy this podcast? What do you think of this topic? We want your feedback. What's your favorite podcast been so far? Hit us up at wiredtochange.com or find us on social media. You can ping us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We would love to know what you think so far, which podcasts are you finding most interesting, and which topics would you like to hear about? And as good coaches, we are here for you. We need to know, it helps to know who you are and what you're looking for, so that's why we're here for you. So any topics you have for us to talk about, we would love to do it. And you can catch us next time on our Wired to Change podcast.